Welcome back to Gardening Talk, back again on a Monday afternoon. Greg Richard here, joined by Judy Sharp. Judy, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Greg. That's very good. What do you got planned for us today, Judy? Well, I thought we'd talk about uh, planting winter vegetables. Azaleas have got some problems happening, but I really, I want to appeal to the listeners to give me some help today. Oh, okay. That's so I a bit of a my, for the books. Yeah, I brought in my evidence. You can hold them. They'll only prickle you a little bit. They're my roses. <laughs> but what's been They're not happening very to good. them, Greg? They're dreadful, aren't they? They are falling apart as we speak. Yeah, you can, you can witness this, that I don't moan about the grasshoppers lightly. That is the result of grasshoppers. So that's why you cut their heads off. Oh, do I try to? But they're so quick. <laughs> I've tried spraying everything. So I'm just wondering if we've got listeners out there today that have a real good cure for grasshoppers, if they'd like to ring us. Very good. If you do have any other questions for Judy Sharp, you can give us a call on 49 216 216. You'll be a little bit proud of me, Judy. I did some gardening over the weekend. You did, Greg. Uh, it's not going to be that great, though. You mowed I, the lawn. No, I, well, I did do that as well. <laughs> but I transferred one of my chilli plants. Oh. And I kind of got frustrated halfway through it and just ended up reefing it out. Oh. And the next day, all the leaves are just gone flat down. Droopy. Yep. You want me to give you some advice? I'm assuming this? that I'm assuming it's going to die. No, it may not. Uh, you've damaged the roots, so what you've got to do is take off the amount of growth on the top of the plant that you damaged on the roots. Oh, okay. Hit it with flourish. Yep. Not sulphate of potash. <laughs> <laughs> flourish and water, water, water. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. It would have had um, chilies on, didn't it? Oh, I had a couple on there, yeah. Yeah, bad time. Right, yeah. You never do that unless while well, they've got fruit on. You're in trouble. Okay, I didn't really like that plant anyway. It wasn't my best chilli tree, so that's why I moved it. Oh, right. I wasn't okay. really a fan of it. You've got a bit of a collection, haven't you, Greg, of chilies? Yeah, I've got a couple, actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, you eat them? Yep. And they don't disagree with you? No. Oh, right. So you get used to them, I find, anyway. Oh, And you yeah. build your tolerance up. Oh, but as you get older, I think your tolerance runs down. <laughs> well, that's me. bad news then. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm going to struggle. Well, Judy, we talked about roses before with your plant, but yes, what else you yeah, got for roses? well, my damaged plants, of course. But it is time to give roses a summer prune. So you take off about a third of the growth, and you give them a good spray with a fungicide. And the other thing you do, Greg, is you uh, fertilise them, and they oh, okay, love yeah. poultry manure. About a bucket full of poultry manure. And I know the listeners are going to a bucket full, but they love it. You can't hurt them. And then about three weeks later, you give them a handful of rose food. And that will encourage roses right through nearly till winter. Okay. But How see, big's a bucket, though? A bucket. A 10-litre bucket? That's How a big's lot. a bucket? I know. Trust me, <laughs> it's, it's safe. It, it is safe. But the other thing that you need to do at the moment, uh, we've had rain, haven't we? Rain, yeah. rain. And I, I wasn't surprised that Merriweather in Newcastle was the wettest place in New South Wales this January. Really? Yes. Yep. That's it was a... written in the paper. I cut it out for evidence. <laughs> uh, well, after all the rain we've had, it doesn't hurt to give roses dolomite to sweeten the soil up. Okay, very good. This is Guarding Talk back on 2NURFM. Any questions for Judy Sharp, you can give us a call on 49216216. And speaking of roses, we've got Tony from Fern Bay. How Hi, are you, Tony. Hi. Um, it's just, sorry, excuse me. <coughs> sorry. Um, I, I want to put some roses in, but I just don't know what time of the year is ready. Well, you know, when it's time to put them in. 
Oh, Tony, do I um, detect a bit of an English accent there? You do, yes, you do. Ah, that's why you love roses. <laughs> uh, here in Australia, we tend to have roses in stock for you to purchase about the end of May or in... early June. All oh, right. Now, end you may see them earlier than that, but trust me, it is too early to plant them. All right, yeah. Coming from England, you know how wet, uh, roses go really dormant. Uh, not really. Right, okay. I've been out here about 70 years. So oh, have you? Yeah. <laughs> well, they do. They go very dormant because of the cold. Yeah, uh, yeah. And here we don't get that extreme cold. So sometimes the uh, commercial side of uh, uh, the growing of roses push it earlier and earlier to dig the roses. And right. it's far too early. If you see them for sale well before May, I would hesitate and okay. wait That's until... That's what you... I want to know. Yeah. Definitely. Prepare your soil. Don't put yeah. uh, any manure or fertiliser in because once you put the new rose in, they love it and they release their brand new little roots straight into the fertiliser. Okay. Thank right, you, yeah, Thank you. So you'll be out and about looking about the end of May, yeah, early end of June. May. Right. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And look for City of Newcastle. It's an incredible rose. Is it, what colour is that? Red? It or? is a red. A great big red that's highly perfumed. I've got a Mr. Lincoln here. Oh, is this a bit different than Mr. Lincoln? Yeah, they are lovely. City of Newcastle is a different red than Mr. Lincoln. Hmm. Okay then. Okay. Bye, Nice talking to you. Thank you, Tony. Bye. Bye. Cheers, Tony. It is Gardening Talk back on 2NURFM. We've got Vince from Anna Bay. He's got a question about lime trees. Hi, Vince. What can I help you with? Good afternoon, Judy. Yes, I've got a problem with my lime tree, and I've found in these last couple of months or so that the bark has sort of pretty much cracked all the way up the stem and into the branches. Right. And I wonder what the problem is that's causing it, and what can I do about it, Judy? Vince, uh, is it in a pot or in the ground? No, it's in the ground. It's in the ground. It's a healthy tree to look at it. Yep. It's got lots of fruit, mm. uh, but I've just noticed that about the bark. Right, okay, so you haven't got um, mulch or anything piled up around the trunk? No, I don't, no. Right, okay. Well, what I was looking for then, of course, was cholerot. Uh, yes. Can you peel that bark back? Oh, I don't think I could, because, no, because it's only a slight crack. Right, okay. Look, I'm, I'm a bit concerned it could be a borer in there. So it wouldn't hurt to try and peel it back a little bit. Otherwise, you yes. could be looking at a fungal disease, which, I mean, with the rain, you wouldn't be surprised, of course. So what you yes. would do if it's a fungal disease, uh, you would make up a paste with copper oxychloride. Oh, a bit of a tongue twister there, Greg. <laughs> uh, copper oxychloride, a thick paste, paint it on, and then yes. bandage it up with a crepe bandage. Right. So it's copper and what else, Judy? Oxychloride. Oxychloride? Yes. Mm-hmm. And just and make that up into... hardware, can I? Sorry? And I can get that at any hardware? Uh, I'm sure you will. Uh, nurseries? I'm just trying to think. Yes. Do you have a nursery up your way now? I have a Bunnings. Well, you know, they'll have it. But you'll probably have to <laughs> find it yourself, won't you? Yes, yes, most likely, yes. Yeah. So mix <laughs> so it up into a thick paste. Right. Paint it on the crack and then bandage it up with a crepe bandage. So, Judy, are they both separate products? No, that's copper oxychloride. I see. 
it's already mixed, is it, or one? No, you're going to mix it up. Into a paste. Into a thick paste, yeah. And yes. you may be wondering why I said a crepe bandage. It yes. will stretch with the growth of, of the tree. Yes, yes, yes. Okie doke. And is there a period of time that I need to leave that on for? Oh, sometimes it's wise to leave it on and uh, not take it off. Really, yes. It won't hurt wild. the tree. It won't hurt the tree at all. Okay. Yes. And just one more question, um, uh, Judy. Stink bugs. I find that every summer I get stink bugs and I can't get rid of them. Is there any particular pesticide that will kill them if I spray them? Oh, certainly, Vince. You use malathon. And you put malathon? A, malathon. And you put a little mm. white oil in with it. I see. Mixed. Right, so it well, sticks to his again. back. The white oil sticks it to their back. Yes, that's right. Okay. It actually does kill them, does it? Oh, yes. Yes. Now, you'll, right, you'll well, probably need to spray you. 10 days apart, Vince. 10 days apart? Yep, yep. Right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for your help, Judy. You're so welcome. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Now, as Vincent is gardening talk back on to a new RFM, we're kind of still sticking with a bit of a citrus theme. We've got Mick from Maitland about his orange tree. Hello, yes. Mick. Oh, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, how do I control the um, fruit fly? Oh, Mick, it's so difficult today. Yeah. Uh, you, you'd realise, of course, all the products we used to use, we no longer can, even oh. though they're available in commercial quantities. Uh, <clears throat> look, the best way to go is to hang a lot of baits in your tree. Is that right? Yeah. And yeah, you... I, I just come up from the hardware store trying to get some leberside. No, not anymore. No. No. I just found that out. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. no roger either. No. So. No. But if you go down to, you're at uh, Maitland, aren't you? Why yes. don't you pop down to Heritage Gardens? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll have fruit fly baits down there. Oh, I can make some up myself. I have made some before, yeah. Right, okay. I've got Vegemite and Pie Reef them. Yeah, that works. So yep. the more you can hang around, the better. Okay, that's, that's all you can get, nothing else. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mick. I, I really don't understand it, seeing the right. home gardener is probably careful yep. and that everything you still buy in the stores uh, have been sprayed with either Roger or Lebicid, but that's the government ruling, so we can't do anything about it, unfortunately. Okay, then. Okay. I'll carry on with the, the baits. With the baits. Thank, Thank you, you, Mick. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. No worries, Mick. It is Gardening Talk back on 2NURFM 103.7. Any questions for Judy Sharp, you can give us a call. 49 216 216. We've got Adele from Wangji. Hi, Adele. Hi. I've not said that right at all, have I? Judy. Thank you very much for taking my question. Uh, I was just wondering what I can do uh, for my Elkhorns. They've got borers in them. Uh, Adele, look, uh, there probably is only one thing to do, but I'm very, very cautious about elkhorns and staghorns. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they don't like a lot of chemical treatment, as no, you probably realised no, if, right. if you've had yes. them for a while. And you've got a few of them, have you? Yes, I've got um, quite a few and staghorns. Right. Look, my, my suggestion is you pick the worst one you've got. Right. Uh, so if you lose it, you won't get too angry. Too upset. Okay, that's good. Uh, and you need to find some insect and mite killer. Okay, and mite, okay. Insect and mite killer, which is a systemic spray. 
and it is right. the only systemic spray pretty well available now and you'll water that through or spray it and that should get the borer for you but experiment oh, with one first dear and okay thank you and don't use it if the temperature's over 30 degrees okay okay, okay. it's such a shame to lose them so um <clears throat> yes I'm, I'm willing to try it thank you for your help that's okay look you could try malathon but you know yes. i think you need to go to the tougher stuff Okay. <laughs> thank you for your help. It's a great show. Oh, Bye. thank you, Adele. Bye. We've got no one on the lines at the moment, actually, Judy. We haven't either, Greg. Oh, bush. That's good. We can have a chat. We're going to have a chat about veggies, I think. I think so. It's very important at this time of year because all the tomatoes and lettuce and et cetera will be starting to look a bit unhappy and yep. wilting and... Some people have moved their chilies, of course, and, and killed them in the and process. Stupidly. <laughs> stupidly. Uh, no so, names mentioned. No, no names mentioned. But what you'll do now, Greg, is you need to refurbish the soil because vegetables and flowers use all the elements that they can. Yep. And at this time of year, you apply poultry manure and an all-purpose fertiliser and dig it in well and leave it for a week. The reason you use poultry, you were going to ask me, weren't yeah, you? Yes, I was. It was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> uh, poultry manure puts alkalinity into the soil. And winter vegetables like um, cabbage, cauliflowers, broccoli, they all like an alkaline soil rather than acidic. So you build your bed up now with um, poultry manure. But you must wait a week before you plant. Okay. And speaking of vegetables, we've got Sylvia from Bonnells Bay. But tomatoes and capsicums, well, Ooh, not vegetables, yes. they're more fruit though, aren't they? Uh, the first one, an easy one, is it too late to put more tomatoes in? No, not at all, Sylvia, but you'll need to purchase quickly. Okay. Because and I find that they are starting to now, uh, the seedling growers are starting to produce cabbage, Brussels sprouts, so once yeah. they get on that run, you know, they'll stop growing tomatoes. Okay. The other thing is at the end of the bed where I had my tomatoes, which produced a very nice crop, I put capsicum, but they're not doing so well. They're not growing very far. No, it's interesting you say that, Sylvia, because we um, we have a garden at the nursery, a uh, potted garden, that we yes. plant all different um, plants, to show, vegetables particularly, and herbs, yes. to show our customers, uh, you know, what will produce and what won't. And my staff and I have been talking this year, the capsicums have been very naughty. Yeah, they were last year too. They were, and last year, remember, was a very humid summer as well. Yeah. And this has been, uh, but we've had an awful lot of rain as well. So I just don't think they're getting their ideal conditions. Okay. Not Thank a lot we can do. Thank you very, very much for answering my question. That's okay. Thank you, Sylvia, Have for the call. Have a good call. day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And we've got Dorothy from Tea Gardens. How are you, Dorothy? Hello, I'm still here. Yes. Now, you got a problem with a fig tree. Yes. I've got this nasty little grub. Um, it's... um. But like a very, very tiny caterpillar, it's got, and they get together in a heap so that it looks like a little heap of poo. But they're eating the leaves and leaving them looking like a, a nice lacy pattern. And I don't know what to spray. I did spray them, but uh, I think with pyrethrum, but it doesn't seem to have worked. Won't touch them at all, unfortunately, Dorothy. Uh, no. Look, they will be around each year if you're not careful. Well, that's right. I remember I had them last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, mm. they go down the tree and into the soil and hatch out again next year. So it oh. is important to get rid of them. And yes. uh, 
they actually make my skin crawl. I'm sure that's what they're doing to you too. They're the awfulest looking little things, aren't they? They all they entwine. Revolting, yes. mm, they're dreadful. Look, I think the best thing for you to try is Malathon. Right. And I'm sure that will give them a nasty um, uh, drink and you'll find they should drop to the ground falling dead. Uh, but I'd also water the Malathon around the base in the soil. Yes. Okay. Oh, that sounds, yeah, that sounds easy, actually. I was thinking something more complicated. No, yeah, I think we'll try that so first. Yes. And you well, could ring you us next week and let us know if that works. And yeah, will, yes. then I'll take you to the more complicated. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I hope this is going to work. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Hello, Bye. Thank you very much. Bye. Well, sticking with fig trees, we've got Terry from Valentine. He wants to know what sprays can be used on the fig trees. Hi, Terry. Hi, how are we today? We're very well. That's the go. Look, uh, I've um, got a fig tree. It's fruiting at the moment, and it's got a lot of caterpillars and things, uh, you know, all over the leaves. There are quite a lot of them. And I just wondered, is there a spray or should I not spray? Oh, Terry, look, the problem is while they're fruiting, uh, and they're so expensive to buy, you don't want to not be able to eat them, do you? Uh, I've just recommended uh, Malathon to spray those dreadful little grubs. But um, the only thing is that we'll have a withhold on it and uh, out of sight, out of mind, I'm guessing, I think that withhold is about five days before you could eat the fruit. Well, I guess it's only the leaves that I can see that's been attacked. So I guess a little bit of stress won't hurt it, will it? We might as well have the fruit. That's right, yes, yeah. But you must get rid of them because they will pupate in the soil and they'll be up again next year ten times as many. Oh, okay, because yeah. the first year I've noticed them, actually. Yeah, they're dreadful. They tend to attack figs every year. Oh, okay, right. Well, I'd better, yeah, so... Uh, I don't know how much time we've got left with the the crop, but um, with the rain and the, the foxes and all that sort of thing, it's not very long. No, but, uh, you know, you might find that when the fruit's not there, they'll go too. So I'd be inclined to try and spray them if you can. Okay. Okay. Righto. Thank Thanks, you very Terry. kindly for that. Thank you. Have you. a good day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Right, it's Gardening Talk back on 2 and URFM. We've got Alan from East Maitlands. What can we help oh, you with, Alan? Hello. Hello, good afternoon. Hi. Hi. Hi, I'm sorry, I'm on a mobile phone. I'm in a car, so there might be a bit of a problem with my phone. Um, I have uh, about 30 for 10 years. That's Three. a lot. Yeah, I planted them as a, uh, as a as a perimeter screening. Right. On on land up near Hawks Nest. Okay. And I can't get them. They don't seem to want to grow. They're, they're healthy. They're nice green foliage with red tips. But I planted them about four or five years ago. They're about a metre tall. And I think in that four or five years, they've probably grown about uh, 20 centimetres or 30 centimetres. That's all. Oh, oh. They're doing yeah, very sure. poorly. <laughs> Alan, um, is that close to the ocean there? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Well, the, the Fatinias probably aren't ideal in that situation because they aren't very good salt strains. Uh. But you could do things to probably assist them. Uh, could I ask, is this a holiday place that you only visit every now and then? Yes, it is. Uh-huh. So you're not there really watering regularly? No. 
No. Okay. Uh, look, when plants don't get regular attention, they don't always die, but then they don't perform either. So what we need to do is give them a lot of cow manure to feed them up because your soil up there is going to be sandy, hence it will be alkaline. Yes. Yes, okay. I believe the, um, it is uh, very black sandy. Yep. Okay. Black sand, a lot of humus in it. Yeah. Uh, we need cow manure. Cow manure. Cow okay. manure. And, you know, really, uh, if you are hosing the salt off those plants every three days, uh, you're going to find they will perform a lot better. Oh, okay. Mm. Is there any way you can put a watering system in? Um, yes, I, I could, yes. Yes. I'd certainly do that because they need a drink in their roots, that's for sure. Uh, right. A drink a day keeps the doctor away. Do you have a drink a day? Absolutely. Well, there you go. That's the answer. <laughs> you can't expect a lot from them if you're not assisting them. I know we get a fair bit of rain, but um, really they are looking for water and they're looking for fertiliser, but they are also yeah. looking for a bit more attention because you've planted them, uh, perhaps the wrong kind of plant in a salt area. Right. Okay. Right. I, have, I have put blood and bone on them on one occasion or a couple of occasions. Yeah. Uh, and I also put some gypsum on them at one stage as well. Yeah, but it's you know it's building up that soil to give them an acidic base that you need to do. Right. So copious amounts of cow manure. Yep, won't hurt at all. Okay, that's great. Okay. All right, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Nice. Cheers. We've got Kate from Spears Point about camellias. How are you doing, Kate? Hello. Hi, Kate. Hi, what Katie. can I help you with? Uh I haven't grown one before, but I want to, and I'm just asking about the soil preparation. Right, okay, that's not a problem at all, Kate. Uh, look, what I'd be inclined to do is to put some cow manure in and leave it for a week. Right. And the other thing you could add to the soil is peat moss. Peat moss. Because camellias love an acidic soil. Is it? Right. Yes, definitely. Okay. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, if you're not sure of what your soil's doing, you could take a sample down to your local nursery and have mm -hmm. a soil test done, mm -hmm. and then that will give you a little bit more advice about what you should be putting in the soil. Okay. But just, you know, on air, I'd say cow manure and peat moss, and, you know, don't plant for a week, of course. You've got to allow the cow manure to dissolve a little bit. Now, do they like a bit of shade or...? Well, what kind of camellia are you going to plant? I don't know. <laughs> I was going to ask you for a good, a good uh, recommendation. Okay. Are you going to plant in the sun or the shade? You need to uh, tell me that. It's a bit of both. A Morning bit of... Sun and after shade. Okay, right. You could plant any Sasanqua camellia. Sasanqua? Yep. Or if you like a bigger flower and a bigger leaf, you would plant a Japonica. And they flower in winter. And oh, that'd be good. Yeah, they're beautiful. Because if you're planting just in the morning sun, you could virtually plant any colour japonica. And there are some magnificent plants. Right. They're I'll right through from whites to reds. Right. I think I'll get one of those in for winter. Yes. Colour. That'd be nice. Okay. Thank you very much, You're Judy. quite welcome, Kate. Enjoy. Bye. All right, we've got a Jim from East Maitland. You've got a problem with rhubarb, Jim? Yes, mate, I'm having a bit of a problem. It's a funny sort of a problem. It's actually not dying, it's multiplying. 
<laughs> I wouldn't complain, Jim. I had a chap in at the weekend with rotten rhubarb. Yes, I'm having a spot of that too. They're just wilting away to nothing. They don't like this rain, do they? No, too much. Yeah, and they need their crowns to be above the soil. Yes, everything's fine like that. Yes, so yours are multiplying. What's the problem in that? Uh, Well, the stems are very fine instead of being nice. Oh, right. Okay. How long since you've divided them? Oh, I've never never thought about dividing them. Ah, well, rhubarb like to be divided about every three years. Oh, Judy, they've only been in since uh, last August. Oh, right, okay. Well, that's not the problem then. No. And you've got the crowns above the soil? Yes, yeah. Well, this rain had washed half the penny soil away. Yeah. Uh, what have you used for fertiliser, Jim? Uh, to be honest, I was frightened to put anything on it for the simple reason with all this wet it would just go mad it would yeah but look i i'm thinking maybe if you used a foliant fertilizer like flourish for vegetables flourish flourish oh it's wonderful product you can use it every week in the water uh, and you would look for the tomato and vegetable one and i think that's going to be safe for you to use well, I'm very happy with that information, Judy. You're quite welcome, Jim, and I hope it does the trick, and I love rhubarb pie if you make it. Um, my wife won't let me make it. Oh, won't she? <laughs> so you can make a frost, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you do with the rhubarb if you don't make pies? Oh, well, she makes uh, pies and slices and just uh, cooks it up and we have it occasional night uh, just with ice cream. Oh, but she wouldn't let you bring some down to me. Is that what you're saying? Oh, uh, uh, no, with having Alzheimer's, she, she worries I won't be able to find my way back home. <laughs> <laughs> well, you rig me and I'll come and get it. That's the easy way to go. All right, I'll keep that in mind for five minutes, Judy, then it'll go. Okay, thank you, Jim. The same will happen to me, don't worry. (laughs) Bye. Bye. We've got Julie from Tenilba Bay talking about azaleas, potting them. Hi, Julia. Hello, Judy. How are you today? Extremely well, my dear. Good, 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 good. Um, I have an azalea. I forget whether it's um, a Goya or the Neil Armstrong, it's a nice big red one. Right, right. And it's uh, looking a bit sick, sore and sorry at the moment. I don't want to lose it. Is it all right for me to repot it now? Uh, next question is, has it got any flower on it? No, not at the moment. No, that's fine. Just make sure, you know, with the amount of heat we've got around, that you keep the water up after you do it. Yes, I do that. Yeah, and yes. don't disturb the roots, of course. No. But when you buy the mix, make sure you get a good acidic potting mix. Yeah, I, I always get, I buy good, a good one. Yeah, it's the only way to go. No, you'll be fine as long as, you know, as I said, you keep the water up to it and uh, just do it carefully without any root damage. I will do that. Okay, thank you, okay. Julia, for the Thanks call. Thank you for your time. Thank Bye. you. Bye. We've got time for one more call for Gardening Talk back this Monday afternoon, and we've got Brian from Waratah, and he's got a bit of a solution for us in regards to fruit fry. Fruit fly? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian? Hello, yes, uh, Judy. Yes, please give me that solution. Brian, I was hoping you were ringing up with a solution for my grasshoppers. 
Oh, no, I don't have that problem at all. Oh, right, now, OK. Fruit fly, let's go. OK. As um, most other home gardeners, absolutely frustrated uh, all my life with the pests. Um, however, I keep asking people. I was directed to a particular retailer and I went there and uh, spoke to the uh, owner and he recommended this particular spray and I said, yeah, probably like all the rest. I said, do they fruit fry, fly, thrive on it? He said, nope. He said, I can't guarantee it. He said, but I have not had one complaint. I used it twice and voila, gone fruit fly. What all was it, Brian? My tomatoes all through summer and my passion fruit, no fruit fly. Right. Were they big tomatoes or little ones? Um, primarily large. Right, okay. I had a couple of bushes, a small one, and the fly doesn't normally um, get attracted too ones. much to the little no. ones. But, uh, oh, the gross lissy the, and the big ones. Okay. Are you going to share the secret with us? If I'm allowed to, of course. <laughs> of course, fire away. Actually, <laughs> um, it's a produce shop or produce store at Gateshead. Right. In Oakdale Road. They yeah, are called the... G and V Produce. Yeah, but what's the name of the product? David Gray's Fruit Fly Garden Spray. Oh, I have that. Well, it works for me, Judy. But it, it, is, it is Malathon. Well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it is. Say the word Malathon. I'm pretty sure it is. But anyway, look, um, uh, we, yes, we have been recommending it too. Uh, and you find it's working, Brian? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, Did not have okay. a problem with fly this summer. Well, that's excellent to know. Um, I have to confess I haven't recommended it a lot, but only because I didn't think the product would do the job. But well, I'm I very pleased the word, to hear. Whatever you said a minute ago, um, active constituent is Maldison. Yeah. M-A-L-D-I-S-O-N. Yes, that's right. It's the same as, you know, Malathon, the contact spray. Okay. Yeah, but that's interesting that you've found it works. I'm really pleased to hear that. I have recommended it to many of my friends and um, same problem. Uh, sorry, no problem. It's, everything's fine. Well, there you go. It just goes to show I've got it on the shelf and I should have tried it, shouldn't I? Well, that's all we've got time for today. Sorry, Jutes. That's okay. We are running out of time as we speak. Thank you very much. And I'll Thank catch you, you very much. You'll be back next week. I think I will. That's okay. Is very that okay? Good. Good. Yeah, it's very good. good. Okay. This is Guarding Talk back on 2 and you are FM.